Whatever. So basically what they're saying is don't work because yeah. you'll make more. Basically, <laughs> yes. And we talked about that. My friend Scott and I talked about that, that, um, you know, we're all clamoring for hours, but really what we should be doing is waiting like until Thursday and being like, Hey, do you have any work? And if not, don't put it in any time for the week. So it's, it's all fucked up, man. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm Sean. How you doing, John? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? All right. How's life in the in the big quarantine down south? Oh, it's the same stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to pick up a few things last night, and uh, I got to Walmart about eight o'clock, and then the skies opened up. Nice. So. I don't really need anything that bad. So I'll just sit here and, you know, play solitaire and wait for it to clear. So it cleared about 8.35. Get up to the front doors and they're like, we're closed. Like, what, what do you mean you're closed? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we closed at 8.30. It's like, oh, well, that sucks. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> so got up this morning and went out to the to the Walmart, got what I needed. Pretty uneventful. Lots of stupid people not wearing masks. Oh, there's nobody in Charleston wearing masks now. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Unless they're... Well, you know, they're going to be dead soon. And they're probably going to vote for Trump anyway, so... Well, yeah. I was going to say, the, the rioters are wearing masks, but that was for a different... Yeah. Different thing. Um, we had a Make America Great Boat Parade in Charleston. I don't know if you what? saw that. Yeah. I did not. Yeah, so there was a boat parade for Make America Great. Through the streets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All on trailers? Uh, let me see if I can find the thing. Great boat parade, Charleston. Yeah, so we're not exactly the smartest group of people. Well, yeah. Um, so this happened last week. Uh, uh-huh. Some young ladies in Charleston wanted to do a parade to show support for the president, and we've and we're um, apparently they were attacked with death threats, so they were forced to cancel it and move it, remove all their social media accounts. But they actually ended up going um, into Charleston Harbor, past the USS Yorktown, and. Um, none of them, the, the pictures that I've seen, none of them are wearing masks and, um, yeah, it was a good time. Wow. Yeah. Definitely scary. Well now, like there was all that, um, there was all those people, I guess, in the Ozarks. Yes. That were all hanging out without masks. And now somebody who went to a bunch of those places is now sick with COVID-19. 
Yeah. Good. So, yeah. It's not like nobody was warned. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're all adults. We make our own decisions. Yep. Sometimes they're not the best. <laughs> yep. And, I mean, South Carolina numbers are actually up, like, by quite a bit. So I'm hoping that, yeah. that you know, this will get rid of some of these stupid people. Uh, we can only hope. And then we just have to deal with the riots. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so in other news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, gee, where to start? I don't so know. So much interesting stuff. Yeah. So last week... You had mentioned that you thought you heard something about a Labyrinth sequel coming up, up and uh, you did. I did. It's being directed by the director of Doctor Strange. Um, oh. Now there's some, some speculation that maybe Tilda Swinton may be involved. As Jerry? Like I, could, I, oh, I was just going to say, it's like I could see her as David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Wow. Okay. And then we had heard that the the Snyder cut of Justice League is coming. Right. And then this and this gets into that. When do you stop dicking with a movie? When is it finished? Okay. Because after so now they have just they have been in discussions with Henry Cavill to possibly reprise Superman. I thought that was a done deal. I thought he had signed on for like four. That is not done. Oh, okay. Um, well, what they're looking at is they are, they are talking to his people and him about what an appearance by, by Cavill as Superman would look like. But as of this weekend, there, is not, there are not any negotiations for cameos at this point. So he's not in Black Adam. He's not in The Flash. Okay. Um, now, he was supposed to make an appearance in Shazam right. at the very end. And Superman does make an appearance towards the end of, at the end of Shazam. Just not his face. However, not his face. Right. Well, David Sandberg, the, the director of Shazam, mm -hmm. did a little playful <laughs> editing... And, uh, you know, put Cavill's face where it belongs. On a really long neck. Yes, it's very bizarre. It, it pans up and it's like a worm neck with Henry Cavill's head on the end. Well, I mean, it looks just as bizarre as Zach's, uh, Zach Levi's muscles. Well, yeah, I mean, that that suit does not do <laughs> Levi any justice whatsoever. No, no. But it's kind of like, okay, so in the event that these negotiations happen, is it really worth it to go back and put his head on the body? No, I, I don't think. I, I think Shazam has to live with whatever it is. Right. It's it's one of those things like we were watching um, the original Iron Man the other day. Okay. And... It struck me as odd that they never went back when they changed the the actor for Howard Stark. Mm -hmm. It is still the original actor in the first Iron Man in all the, the news clippings and 
doesn't look anything like John Slatterly. Okay. Um, and I had always felt like Marvel was was in a position, especially being part of Disney, where they could go back and make a different version where they redid those so the continuity holds. But what does that say to the actor who originally was the model? Um, I don't know. Ask a... You, you know, you you sucked, so we're going to just wipe you out of this? Ask, ask the know? dude that played the original Anakin. Oh, Sebastian Straw. Yeah. Yeah, well... Yeah, same deal. He was completely taken out of the end of Return of the Jedi for the the Ewok part. Right. He still shows up by a much younger. But yeah, um, I mean, it's that's one of those weird things. I don't know. It's like it did. We've talked about this before. (laughs) Once you're done, you should be done. You don't go back 10, 20 years later and start tweaking the effects and you don't restore cutscenes, and you just look you did it it's been released move on so are you anti Snyder cut then uh, see I don't know because there are other things that I've liked the the director's cut of more than the the general release cut right so if you ever saw Frank Oz's Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis mm-hmm um, the original test screening for the finale just totally turned people off. <laughs> and eventually, um, you know, with this thing called the Internet, um, pictures were starting to surface of what that what that final scene was. And then there's the rough cut in um, black and white with no no underscore and then on uh one of the anniversary releases on dvd they actually went back and added all of the effects to this finale sequence <laughs> now if you don't know little shop of horrors little shop of horrors is about this this nerdy guy who finds a plant who survives on blood <laughs> and basically gets gets manipulated into feeding this plant right. feeds him his boss feeds him the uh the girl who he works with uh abusive boyfriend who is steve martin mm-hmm. um and the the original finale has these after um rick moranis's character is killed his girlfriend is killed everybody's killed and then this army of people come in and start taking cuttings from the plant and selling it Okay, and it ultimately leads to these giant plants taking over the world. <laughs> um, people were very upset by that, so instead they did a very happy ending finale. Um, did at the very end, zoomed into the the front lawn of the perf- picture perfect little house in in uh, uh, the suburbs, and in the garden there's a little bitty one of these plants, Audrey two. Okay. But the original finale is is phenomenal. If you if you understood what the you know the source material was, it was a Roger Corman movie, uh, and then it was an off Broadway musical by the same guys who wrote Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this massive um, 
World War Three kind of special effects filled sequence. You can see it on um, YouTube. Of course. Um, but there's plants climbing on buildings. There's plants climbing on the Statue of Liberty. Uh, it's kind of epic, but it's like, but you finished this movie. Right. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn. You know, the same way I am with, with George Lucas and what he was doing with his movies. It's like, okay, it's still his movie. It's not somebody coming in and making changes and taking out the mat lines and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I will say that I agree that that um, the the idea of doing that to something like Star Wars has always gotten to me. There was no, there's no uh-huh. need to make Greedo say McClunky before Han well, shoots. Right. right. L- like the, all that little shit you did a movie, you put it out. Yes. I understand that. I think the Snyder cut is an interesting exercise in the fact that it's not the vision. It's not a vision from the director. He was put in a, right. in a situation where he had a personal tragedy and had to leave. And right. the people at Warner Brothers got scared and they were on their way out and they wanted their bonuses. So they said, we need um, we need you to we, we're going to bring in Joss Whedon to finish this. You need to reshoot these scenes. You need to get this down to two hours and you need to have it out by November. Right. And Joss Whedon said, okay, I can do that and created a version of that movie. And, but it's not anything like what Zack Snyder had set out to create. And I Mm -hmm. think it's an interesting idea to see what the original vision would be. It's not, I go back and forth with the different cuts of Blade Runner Right. Like you have three separate cuts that you can get all on one disc. That is the studio version. I guess the second one is kind of a director's cut. And then there's the ultimate cut where, um, uh, where they went back in and really tweaked it to where, um, what's his name? Why can't I think of the goddamn director's name? Um, Ridley Scott that Ridley Mm -hmm. Scott decided that, you know, this is the final vision of this. I'm not going to touch it anymore. It's not like Lucas where, where he keeps going back and changing things, but it's, this is the vision that he had in his mind. And now he's walking away from it. Like I, I can appreciate that. I can even appreciate David Iyer who did suicide squad is now saying the movie that was released was not the movie that I wanted to create. And I understand the Zack Snyder thing, but I think now we're getting into that slippery slope of, well, this movie did bad. So what if we re-released it and we put in a bunch of different effects and kind of change the story a little bit and we can just say this is what the director really wanted and go for another crack at the money okay i mean yes i don't know if you've ever seen suicide suicide squad but 
It is the most. Yes, it did. Okay, it's the most disjointed opening to, of a film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And what you end up getting is, um, Guardians of the Galaxy had just come out, and Warner Brothers had a knee-jerk reaction to our next team-up movie needs to be funny, it needs to be action-packed, and it needs to have all this flash to it. So they sent David Ayer's cut to a um, um, a, a production company that specializes in movie trailers and said, okay. recut this film. David Iyer wasn't there. The, uh, the editor who did the original cut wasn't there. They, they, there was a, there was a trailer that came out for suicide squad where it's got Bohemian Rhapsody in it. And the internet really liked that trailer. So that's when Warner Brothers and the production company went to them and said, recut this movie because you got a good response with your trailer. Two minute trailer is a way different thing than a two hour film. So in that case, I'm kind of torn because I kind of feel like a director should have his say. Right on the product that comes out. That's what you hire a director for. But you get all these stories about Zack Snyder and now you're hearing about a J.J. Abrams cut of Star Wars and... Right. There's, there when does ha- it stop? There has to be a line that gets drawn. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in the, in the case of J.J. Abrams, I don't think he wants to fuck with it anymore. I think he's right. like, it's done. I can move on to my next thing and I'm happy. It wasn't what I wanted. They lied to me. It's not like I'm going to be doing anything else with Lucasfilm. So I'm fine. And, but you get all these other directors now that are like, well, I want a chance to show you what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And there are cases where I think it's warranted, but there are other cases like in like Josh Trank who claims that the studios absolutely destroyed fantastic four. Right. Like you look at what they were going for anyway. And you're like, nah, I don't think anything could have saved that. I think that was a last ditch effort and you're just pissed because you're not a good filmmaker. I mean, did, did you see any of the reviews for his Capone movie with Tom Hardy? Uh, yes. So apparently this is like, like Capone in the last year of his life when he's living in Florida. And I guess there's Uh scenes in the movie where he's shitting his pants. And like, there are reviews that are like, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. Right. And at that point, you got to ask yourself with his track record of movies under his belt. The only one that works was Chronicle. And that was kind of an independent film that he made. And it's like, well, maybe that's what you should be doing. Maybe you should be making independent films and trying to sell them. It's much the same way that I feel about Ryan Johnson left to his own devices. You get knives out, which is an amazing film. Give him a big Hollywood temple. You get the last Jedi. So it's, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I I want to see the Snyder cut because I'm I'm interested to see how much different that vision actually is. 
mm-hmm. and to see what he had created in his mind as the story as opposed to a bunch of people trying to get paid. Right. Okay. So, so I'm uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see, but you're right. At some point, you just have to let it go and say, you know, that's kind of enough. Right. But then again, there are director's cuts that are better. Yeah. See, that's just it. I mean, it's like I'm almost wondering if maybe part of the solution is when you're in film school. They they give you a feature film that's completed, and it's your job to go and and recut it. Yeah, possibly. You know, you know, go back into the Wizard of Oz and make it all full color, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I mean, but but now you're taking the director's vision out of the well. Not that there was one director on the Wizard of Oz, but right. If you're gonna do that, then you're taking away that vision of whoever directed whatever movie yeah but in film school you don't have your own stuff to work on oh true you, you have a you know a, a test project of some sort hmm. i don't know i'm just throwing that out there no i mean i understand what you're saying yeah it's interesting i mean it really is um like you said some some of the cuts Superman 2 the Donner cut was so much better than what was released right and and you know I've seen clips of Rogue One and the the reshoots for that and you know I kind of think that it would have been more exciting to have to get down a beach to the um to the transmit tower and right. give another level of complexity to it. Then, Hey, we're just going to climb up this building and get to the top. And yeah, you know, Gareth Edwards wasn't given the opportunity to show that. Do I want another cut of rogue one? Not really. I, I happen to like rogue one a lot, but at the same time, I feel like Gareth Edwards was hired because of the phenomenal work he did on monsters and Godzilla. I mean, Godzilla is not a perfect movie either, but if you watch monsters and you realize it was him and a camera guy and he did all the visual effects and all the cutting and all the other stuff and made a fascinating movie, you need to let him exercise that and not so much try to rein him into a Hollywood system. But I feel like that might be what happened with Solo as well, with with um, what are their names? Lord and Taylor. The 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 two original. Directors. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know they were they were heading in a direction that that Lucasfilm didn't want. Well, you knew that going in, you knew who they were when you hired them. Right. Like, does every Star Wars movie have to be action and adventure or could you have a Star Wars movie that's a little bit more humorous and sure fun and laid back? Like, you know, but again, it's all it's all politics for Hollywood. Sure. It's 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 no longer about the art. It's about the profit. Right. So, you know, you you make a good 
box office showing, then down the line you can do whatever little art film you want to make about God knows what. Right. But going back, to think about going back to um, Shazam. That director has a YouTube channel called Pony Smasher. That when so he he is a professional filmmaker who makes short films on YouTube. And he has made movies that have then been bought short films that have then been bought and turned into major Hollywood films, which is how he got his start. But he is constantly putting out he's got a breakdown of Shazam and the things that went wrong and how him as a YouTube creator and visual effects artist is able to take what he knows in the editing room and fix it. And so just as an example, there is a scene where Shazam's flying through a mall and there were people standing in the back that just happened to be the film crew. And because they were so fixated on getting Zachary Levi to fly, they Mm -hmm. never paid attention to the back corner until they were in the editing bay. So they decided that the best way to fix that was they CG CG'd in um, bags into their hands. So they just looked like shoppers. Okay. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it unless you're looking for it. And then there's um, he talked about scheduling and how you have to be real flexible in your ideas. And there's a scene with with the with the little girl, the little black girl in the movie was on another gig and the schedule got pushed around. And there's a scene where they go to try to find Billy Bats and all the kids um, go out front as their parents are leaving and they, they decide that they're going to go look for him too. But the little girl lags behind and she's putting her shoes on. Well, the reason they have her do that is because they shot the outside stuff when she wasn't available and they knew that they didn't have her out there. So that they, they then have to rewrite the scene inside in order to get her into the right spot for later on. Oh, and it's a fascinating look at like shit that you're not even thinking about when you're making a film. Right. But he's great. I mean, he is upfront about stuff. He just put out one where he's like, everybody wants to know what gear I use. And he goes, I will tell you, if I if I hadn't made motion pictures and have some motion picture money, I'd be making movies with an iPhone. And he shows a setup of stuff that he shoots at home. And he's like, you want lights? This is how I light my stuff. He says, I use a $50 light and a $2 China lantern. That's how I light my stuff. And you see the result and you're like, wow, okay. It isn't about the gear. It really is about using it to the best advantage. And like he, it's a fascinating watch for anybody that's interested in filmmaking. So I would look hmm. up pony smasher all one word. Um, I forget, but he is, he's done videos where he showed, um, was it, is it Annabelle? Was it Annabelle the, the thing that he did? Yes. So he 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 made the Annabelle movies. Okay. And um, 
it's either Annabelle or the other film that he did lights out. That was another film that he, he made and then it got picked up by Hollywood and he made it, but he was, he was sitting at home and he, they called him about, um, what he felt they wanted, what he wanted for, uh, closing credits. And he said, well, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. And he went into his office and he knows blender and he put together the end credits and said, this is what I want. And they said, you want us to recreate this? He says, no, just stick this on the end of the film. <laughs> so he's constantly creating things at home for major motion pictures. And like, he's like, nobody knows, nobody cares. Nobody knows what camera I used or how I did it. Right. Your audience isn't going to ask those questions. Your audience is going to be like, wow, that was a great film or that sucked. And then you have to figure out how to move on from there. But don't let the technology limit you. So it's a weird juxtaposition of like, you know, you have these big Hollywood movies that are spending an extra $30 million to to recreate Justice League scenes. And then you have this guy that's like, I'll just do it in my bedroom. It's fine. Yeah. But he's pretty interesting to listen to. I think he's he's not American. He's Swedish. Swedish. That's what it is. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his video Vadtist Dead Blev. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. It's only about six and a half minutes. Oh, you know. Well, we're checking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had a little bit of Star Wars news this week. We did? We did. Okay. You missed it? I don't know. What's the news? I'll tell you. We're getting a brand new Star Wars game show. I did miss this. Um, it is called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. Um, if you go just... Star Wars game show. Look for the trailer. Um, it is it is a Star Wars version of if you remember the old Nickelodeon show Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, with, with like a big talking mouth or something. Like yeah, big talking yeah, mountain. the big Mayan god or yeah. whatever it was. Um, so this is a um. Uh, game show for kids. Is that Ahmed where Best? They, that is Ahmed Best, who is back in the sci-fi Star Wars universe. Wow. As a Jedi Master. Oh, good for him. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I like the set. Yeah, it looks very cool. Kind of like teams where they have to solve problems. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a escape room puzzle-based kind of thing. There's some physical challenges in it. Um, it looks cool. It was completed before everybody went into lockdown. Oh, nice. And uh, there's 10 episodes. Is that going to be on Disney Plus? Uh, and by well, I'm almost done with the the trailer, so hang on. Sure uh, uh, no, yes, this says only no. on YouTube. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Originally, it was going to be on Disney+. Plus. Okay, I'm sure that once they're all out, they'll throw them on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Well, good. It'll I mean, be on StarWarsKids.com and then the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. I know that, that Ahmed had some problems after Phantom Menace and the hate that he received. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, you know... He was abused like Jake Lloyd and uh, Rose. What's her name? Kelly Tran. Kelly Tran. Yeah. Yeah. Where like the fans just totally turned on him and made every opportunity to to treat him like shit. Yep. And he's a really nice guy. So <laughs> it's it's nice that this is you know happening. It's it's nice that that he's willing to do it. It's nice that they've, they offered it to him because yes. it must be very strange to be, I, I mean, doing a couple of years of your life's work and being told you're the worst part of star Wars mm-hmm. and, you know, having to, to deal with that and, you know, then come back. And I mean, at least he's a Jedi this time and it's not like Jar Jar's Jedi temple challenge. Although, I think that, that would be funny. I think that might have been like a fuck you to the Star Wars people of like, we don't care what you think about Jar Jar. Like Jar Jar's here to stay, folks. Right, right. That would be funny to do that as an adult show. It's like Jar Jar's <laughs> drunken Jedi challenge. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like drunk history. You just get people totally blitzed and then you, you make them run an obstacle course. There you go. Misa say you can't do this. <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So we got some new TV this week. Just, yeah. Did you happen to watch the the premiere of Agents of Shield? I did not. I haven't watched Agents of Shield in several years. Uh, uh I really liked it. I like well. We have Coulson back again in another role. Oh, he's not he's Coulson? Coulson. Well, he is Coulson, but uh-huh. he's a synthetic being now. Oh, is he kind of like the uh, the life model decoy of? That's exactly what he is. That's exactly what he is. Really? Did I, I guessed it? Yes. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> you did. That's something that um, they never really touched on in the movies. No. There's one reference to it in Avengers where Tony Stark says that when Coulson's trying to get in touch with him that he's reached the model life decoy of Tony Stark. But right. model life decoys are not a thing in the MCU. Which right. they are everywhere else well, in the comic books. It is it is through the T V series. Well that's good. Um Uh, uh, May, who kind of sort of died at the end of last season, is back. Of course. Uh, she was in a in a some kind of stasis tube, and then something happens at the very end. Oh. Um, but it's it's it bounces between today and like 1931. Okay. So it's very much a period piece. Uh, in this first episode, um, 
they think that this group, the the um, uh, the Chronicon Chronicoms, are trying to um, kill FDR before he becomes president. Hmm. In '31, he was still governor of New York. Okay. Um, and then they find out that they're wrong. They're not after FDR. They're after this this kid who was orphaned and ended up getting a job in the speakeasy and turns out that his father was the founder of um, Hydra. Oh, okay. And the Chronicons, in wanting to wipe out S.H.I.E.L.D., if you wipe out Hydra, there's no reason for S.H.I.E.L.D. to exist. Right. So we're going to see where that goes. So, And, of course, Pat, Pat, Patton Oswald is back. He's playing another version of Agent Koenig. <laughs> I thought that they were going to be teaming up with Agent Carter. Yeah. Well, you're talking 1931. It's a decade before she'd even meet Steve Rogers. Well, this is a, a time-traveling conceit. So, so are they going to be time-traveling every week? Uh, well, we don't really know, do we? Okay. I think they're going to work on the first piece of the puzzle, you know, why this, why they want to kill this kid. And, uh, is that rain? Yes, it's rain. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I enjoyed it. I like the, the period part of it. Um, We'll see where it goes. What do you think your favorite season of Agents of Shield has been? Uh I would say now I'm gonna have to remember which what happened in which season. Well it was the season that started right after the film Ultron. Okay. Because they were still trying to reference the MCU but kind of being on the fringes of it. Okay. So basically in like the first episode they're they're seen like cleaning up New York after, you know, the battle with Ultron. Okay. And I I liked that. Um last year was really convoluted. Um you had Evil Coulson. It was bizarre. <clears throat> Wasn't there a year that where they went like into the distant future? That was, yes, that was two years ago. Two years ago? Two seasons ago. ago. Okay. Yes. And then there were still remnants of that in the last year's story. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And now, is this the last season? Uh, Well, I don't know. (laughs) If it does really well... Anything can happen, but if it tanks, because they keep bye-bye. saying they keep saying that like it's the last season for the shit. Yeah, and then they keep coming back. Depends if they have a way to, um, you know, make it make it work. Get the ratings. I mean, as soon as it gets switched to one of those dead time slots, then forget it. <laughs> But there's nothing else new on, so it's got that advantage. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't think I watched any TV last week. At least not. Oh. Okay, I did I did watch something. We yeah. had, we had talked about there's a show on Amazon Prime called uh-huh. Forever with Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph. Okay. And I guess they released it into in two chunks. There there's eight episodes and I think they released four and then a couple of weeks later they released another four. Okay. And I watched when when I was first looking at it, it was four half hour episodes, and I was like, "And eh, so I really, what can they what can they tell me in four episodes?" Like not really paying attention to like, "Hey, there's a whole other section that's going to be released." And I watched the first episode, and the first episode, there's a huge thing that happens at the end, and I was like, "Okay, well now I'm." I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. So I just instantly watched the second one. And the the second one has something that happens at the end. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm going to have to watch all these now. And it gets a little convoluted towards the end of the eight episodes, but it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting TV show. Okay. If you can deal with Fred Armisen because he's, playing Fred Armisen it's sure that you know what's that other Portlandia yes you know it's very much he's kind of like that in this um do they, do they play different characters or? no no well I can't well I can't say anything without really giving okay. something away so um okay well done don't they, they don't they don't change characters but but things happen to them that put them way out of, of what they're used to. And I, I was thoroughly impressed with the writing. It's, it's very well written, especially the first five or six episodes. Um, and the last couple, like I said, get a little strange, but I'm assuming that they're wanting to do another season of this. Well, apparently it was from 2018. Okay. Uh, and it was canceled after one season. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, there's eight episodes in total. I would say watch the first two, and if you're not intrigued by the end of the second one, don't move okay. on. But at least watch the first two. Okay. Um, for sure. And in episode five, because I'm a sci-fi nerd, I've recognized that they go, uh, my Rudolph and somebody else goes to a gas station and that gas station just happens to be where they shot the, the last starfighter. Oh, okay. But it's now, you know, 40 years later, 30 years later, and it looks completely different, but I could tell right away what it was. And I was like, Ooh, right. <laughs> Because that also it also shows up in uh, Devil's Rejects, the movie from Rob Zombie. Mm. It's where Captain Spaulding steals the car from the woman. Yeah, I I would not see that. Okay, it's a great scene because he gets in the car and there's a kid sitting in the car, and he's painted up like in his clown persona and he looks at the kids and he goes, what's the matter kid? Don't you like clowns? Don't you think we're fucking funny? And then pushes the kid out of the car. It's, it's memorable. 
That's old Sid Haig. I guess you didn't find it funny. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Be that way. So did you see anything interesting in the sky yesterday? I did not. No? Did you go out I, and look? I, I, did no. you completely forget about it? I completely forgot about it, but from what I heard of other people in my locale, yeah. uh, you really didn't see anything but a speck. Okay. So yesterday they launched the first astronauts from U.S. soil into space from uh, Cape Canaveral on the Dragon spacecraft from SpaceX. Um, we watched it live on YouTube and had the kid watch it with me so that you know she could see some history happening yeah um i thought it was really interesting though it really looks like they're flying a video game now they've got like these well, three in, panels in fact in front of there's this there's a simulator online that you can is there fly really? it yes like a spacex simulator simulator yes oh i know what i'm doing tonight <laughs> spacex simulator there's an iss docking simulator Oh, maybe that's what it was. You can dock a SpaceX. Okay. Uh, that might that might be cool. <laughs> so yes, and then so they had a 19-hour trip from takeoff yesterday to um, getting to the International Space Station today. And I watched a dock and them get out and stuff. It was, it's so weird because of all the the weird shit that happens with all the all the procedures that they have to do before they can like get out of the capsule. Mm -hmm. It's two hours between the time that they dock and the time they actually get out. Wow. So, yeah. So I didn't watch it live. I waited until it wound up on YouTube and then just kind of scrubbed through it. <laughs> so. Man, that's got to suck if you got to go. <laughs> well, you know how that happens, right? They're wearing. Yes, diapers. I do. Yes. I thought they had vacuums on. Vacuums? No. They suck it out? No, that's that's um that's once they're on the station. But in the capsule oh. they're wearing diapers. So they're in shitty diapers for a day? That's gross. Well, for the launch and then they change. Oh, and then they change yeah. into boxers, briefs? I I don't know. I'm assuming oh, another okay. pair of diapers because they I don't think there's a waste like system built into that capsule. Ah. Uh, okay. It's kind of like when we used to watch the the people in the um in the marathons. Oh, at Florida mm -hmm. where they come running by yes. us with bloody nipples and and shit streaming down their legs. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I bet you forgot about that. So yeah, I mean it was it was interesting that we're back in space. Yeah. Yes. Space Force, here we come. Did, yeah. Well, see there that they just released a TV series with Steve Carell on Netflix. Uh. Uh huh. About space they force, got and I haven't very watched Very mixed, very mixed result, very mixed reviews. Uh, yeah, but I mean, how much is that of, you know, Republicans and shit being like, can't make fun of the space force? 
I don't know. I, I, I was all for like watching the stream yesterday, right up until the head NASA guy started stroking Trump's ego. And I was like, all right, we're done. Well, that's the only reason he has that job. So, well, yeah. So it was, the launch was cool. That stuff got fucking annoying. So, but whatever. Am I keeping you up? You are. <laughs> it's time for nap. Oh, okay. So have you done anything fun in the last week? Have you, have you? No. No? No. Just hung out by the pool? Clean the pool this morning. <laughs> no. You, Did some errands yesterday. Yeah. Nothing exciting. You and your first world yeah. problems? Me and my first world problems. I'll be by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Damn it, I have to get more ice. <laughs> <laughs> you need to build uh, like a misting machine so you don't have to, you know, you can sit out there in the heat. They have those. Yeah, but you're smart enough to build one. Yeah, but that takes time. <laughs> Okay, you doing some data entry there? What's going on? I'm trying to dock a capsule. Oh. <laughs> Just seeing what it's like. Apparently this is like an actual, what the interface actually looks like when they do it. Well, that's cool. Which is kind of weird. Although I'm rolled three degrees to the, the side, so I don't know if it'll actually dock or not. I don't know how to roll myself over. Oh, there we go. Don't mind me. I'm trying to think of what else I watched last week. I don't think I watched much of anything. Oh, I've completely screwed this up. Uh-oh. I'm supposed to be going through those blue circles. I'm not even close. <laughs> Never You're mind. gonna crash the space station. I did. It's okay. All right. We'll look at that later. <laughs> uh, so anyway, no, it's just been rainy and miserable here for like yeah. all week. We got hit by a, a tropical storm out of nowhere. Yeah. Like literally, they, I woke up on Wednesday to uh -huh. an alert on my phone saying hey you're under a tropical storm alert like it is passing by you right now like it just formed and hit the coast it's really weird huh. wow yeah. yeah we had a lot of rain last week too which we needed yeah yeah my, my pool was getting a little low so <laughs> there you go uh, you and your first real problems I know, I know. My privilege. <laughs> yeah, I thought about talking about the situation that's going on, but... No, let's not. Yeah. It's not. 
Let's not. Let's not bring everybody down. You think that'd bring everybody down? I think it would. Yeah. yeah. I think we should just like watch cat videos. Well, there's always room for cat videos. <laughs> yeah. All right, I need to stop. Anyway. See, you got me all fixated on this thing now. Yeah. So now that that space flight is going to be feasible for everybody, would you ever go up to the space station? Why? If you had the opportunity. I don't think so. I don't like like enclosed spaces that I don't have control over. <laughs> yeah. So that would just freak me out too much. <laughs> I no, I couldn't do that. Okay. I'd be screaming on the launch pad to get me the heck heck out of there. It's just like a roller coaster ride though. But the roller coaster ride has an ending in three minutes. Not twenty hours. <laughs> I would want to do it, I think. Would you? Okay. Yeah. Good luck. I do. I think it would be fascinating to launch in one of those. Mm, okay. Good for you. <laughs> I don't know. I I also think that I would go to Mars and the moon. Oh, but that takes too long. <sighs> okay. By the time you got back, everybody you knew would be dead. No, it's not. It's not a different solar system. It's a different planet <laughs> in the solar system. You're not traveling at the speed of light, and maybe that would be a good thing. You know, the world's completely different when you come back. Yeah. There's actual, like, flying cars and shit. Finally. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird, but I would do that. I was also thinking the other night, um, cause there was, there was a thing about, um, I think it was on Reddit. They were talking about Amish people. Okay. And, you know, the, the, the question was posed, did anybody inform the Amish people about the pandemic? I'm sure they did. Well, and that's what people were saying. People were like, yes, the 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 local governments went out and talked to the elders and explained the situation. And they said, I guess basically it was right there on the spot. The elders of the Amish community said that they were going to cancel church and they were going to socially distance each other. Um, but what people weren't expecting was with their shops closed um, they were still farming and they were still doing all the normal stuff that they do. So they right. started giving that food away to local communities and the women started, um, uh, uh, sewing masks for hospitals 
without any kind of outside influence. Like this is just what their community was doing. Sure. And it was like, wow. Okay. Just think of what you could learn from the Amish people. Um, and you know, I started thinking is like at, at my age with all the shit that's going on, would it be better to have a lifestyle where you didn't have to worry about any of this shit? Yes. Where, where you get up in the morning and you have your chores that you need to do and you have a very set life and there's no kind of outside influence. Like, I kind of feel like that might be a way to go. Well, it's too late now. Well, you can't like convert to Amishism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. What if I showed up, I shaved my mustache, so I just had the beard, and I said that I... You going to wear one of those hats? Sure, why not? One of those big flat straw hats? Sure. What if I showed up and I said, I've been on Rumspringa for <laughs> 25 years and I've decided that it's time to come back? Okay. Would that work? Uh, sure. Yeah? Sure, try it. Okay. See what happens. Let me know. <laughs> I'll send a camera crew. See what the response is. Well, they wouldn't talk to you if you had a camera crew. I'd disguise it as a big Slurpee cup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, when you're trying to get that last bit of Slurpee in the bottom that the straw can't get? Well, that's why they give you the straw with the spoons on the bottom. You've seen those, right? I have seen those. They don't always work. Sorry, I'm broken. The only really sucky part about those is the fact that lots of times those edges are really sharp. <laughs> and you cut your tongue. And you can cut your tongue when you're sliding the, <laughs> sliding the stuff in your mouth. It happens, oh, man. Oh, you know, Chris, your children going to bed tonight without any food and you're worried about cutting your tongue on a plastic. On a Slurpee straw? Hey, spoon straw, straw spoon. You've got it. You've got a sprawn. You you really have to deal with what life gives you. Some people. Hey, look, I'll buy somebody a Slurpee that can't afford it. But then they might cut their tongue. Buy your taquito. I'll buy you a taquito. Okay. Or a slice of gas station pizza. <laughs> Some gas station sushi? Yeah, yeah. Give you a 50-50 shot of living? Two-day-old uh, tuna sandwich. <laughs> Ew. Wrapped in plastic saran wrap. There you go. I'm there for you. Okay. Uh, it's nice to know. Yes. It's nice to know somebody is. That's right. I'm sure your daughter is. Yeah, well. Let's, uh... <laughs> not, that, not that she can do a hell of a lot for you, but... No, not right now. But, uh, you know, we should turn that into a game show. It, it, you could be like Jigsaw. It, like, it could be like a weird version of, of the Saw movies. Yeah. Where it's, do you want to play a game? And it's, there's a, a table full of food, and some of it's from a gas station, and some of it, is it isn't. 
Oh. <laughs> and you got a 50-50 shot of, like, getting sick or not? Well, it's like Fear Factor. Kind of. Do you eat the scorpion? Kind of. Or do you eat the sketchy green sushi? <laughs> do you eat the cow Does anus? Yeah. It... <sighs> That's right. They say it tastes just like a hot dog. I don't care. <laughs> Not going to do it. Sorry. No? No. Not even a little nibble? Nope. Just a little tongue in the cow's anus? No. 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 Not at all. Nope. You you enjoy. More for you, buddy. I didn't say I was going to. Uh, I said you were going to. Just wait till you get a whole carton of frozen cow anus next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just cut it up in little rings and deep fry it like calamari. <laughs> oh, nasty. That's disgusting. Wow. I mean, I'm not a shrimp eater, but I have seen people eat shrimp without the shit thing clean, so. Well, that's just gross. Yeah. I mean, there are people that will eat anything. Well, yeah. I think the worst thing I ever saw in Fear Factor was when they tried to make them eat the live cave crickets, which is the big, like, cave spider things. Yeah. Oh. And, like, they bit into it and the legs are squirming. Like, oh no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh well. Good times. There's a visual to leave everybody on. Uh, all right. <laughs> Unless you have something else. I do not. No? Okay. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Wear your damn mask. (laughs) 